Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. I hope all of you had a wonderful Christmas. I'm looking forward to getting back and getting into the swing of things. I do have a trip coming up soon. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to be headed to Costa Rica. So it should be a good trip. It is a mission trip for church. And they've asked me to go ahead and preach a sermon while I'm down there. Now, those of you who know me know that I have done a little bit of preaching. I preached for roughly one year. Uh, It was once every month. And that was at a small community church up in the Salem area of West Virginia. Now, I'm not really good at it, but it is something that I can do if needed. And since I was asked to do this, I'm going to do my best. Now, for those people who have known me for a long time, they know that I'm very comfortable with singing, leading singing, singing in public. That is something I'm good at. But, you know, it's good to step out of that comfort zone every once in a while, and that's where real growth actually happens. So, although I'm a little nervous about it, I did have the opportunity today to work on my sermon, and I got the rough draft finished. So I'm looking forward to working on that and getting it figured out. And hopefully if things go well, it will be a very productive sermon. And it would be great if it is beneficial or edifying in some way to those ears that that sermon falls upon. So I'm going to be headed down to Costa Rica on the 8th of this month. So that's only one week away. I'm really excited. Time is coming up fast gonna be gone for a little bit of time should be back uh, on the 13th late at night i believe so i'm really excited for it really looking forward to it and um, i think it's going to be a very beneficial trip for myself and hopefully for those that i go down to assist and to help i'm sure it's going to be a humbling experience and if things go well hopefully i'll become a little bit better person because of it That being said, I thought I'd come to you and talk to you today about something that just happened. So, of course, New Year's is here, and I was asked by my my boss, the owner of the company, what my plans were for this week. Now, last week, I took some time off. I worked Monday and Tuesday, and then had... Actually, I worked longer than that. I worked from Monday of the previous week until Tuesday of last week. The nice thing was that got me home in time to celebrate Christmas, and I got to drive my parents down to Florida for their winter that they spend down there. That was a nice, quick trip. Things went pretty well for the most part. Did have a little bit of a an issue that happened along the way, but uh, it's not that big of a deal. I'll take care of that later on. (laughs) Not talking about that. Anyway, since I had so much time off of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to go down to Florida, I decided whenever I was asked how much time I could work this week, I said, you know, let's just go ahead and work the full week. I'm going to be going on this trip the week after. Let's just work the full week. Well, the issue is, although it's great to work and to get in, some extra time this week, a full week. The problem is people weren't working today. So I went to get my first load of the week. I dropped off a load that I had. That load was 
picked up in Kentucky and I took it to Pennsylvania. I didn't pick up the load that was picked up by the owner, got that dropped off, and then whenever we went to go pick up this load on Monday afternoon, I was told that they would not load it on my trailer. They said that anyone who was in the gate was going to get loaded, but those of us who were outside the gate were not. Now, there was a truck that had turned over on Interstate 81. I believe it was around the 80 and a half mile marker, possibly 80, and a, 80 to 80 and a half mile marker. And because of that, I got stuck in traffic for about two hours. I would have been there by one o'clock in the afternoon and I would have got loaded that day. Unfortunately, that just didn't happen. They were closing early, even though I was told by the broker they would be open until 5, 4.30 or 5. So, since that happened, I had to shut down early. Now, here's the thing. Monday morning, I started my workday at about 4.30 in the morning. Now, since I couldn't get loaded at 3 when I got there, that meant that I had to go looking for a place to park. The facility where I was going to get loaded did not allow parking on location. So I went to the first truck stop I could come to, and that one was a little uh, Sunoco gas station. I went there. It said that there were two places to park there. There was one place to park, and it was full. It was already being used. So I drove down to a Sheets that was an exit down. That Sheets was claimed to have three spots. There were about five trucks parked there. I couldn't park there. Across the street was a Lion's Den Adult Mart. I am not going to park the truck there, even though there was plenty of parking in that gravel lot. Uh, it is just not a good image for the company, and that is not what I want to portray with our company. Even though it's a rental truck, I just don't want to have that. It's kind of like parking in front of a bar with a company vehicle. It's just not anything I would ever do. Uh, so across the street from there was a third truck stop. And whenever I tried pulling in that lot, they were charging for parking. So if you pull in there and you do not pay for parking, they will ticket you or tow you. I don't see a use in that. So I tried driving to yet another place at that exit because there's nothing else for a while. And that was a fuel stop. It was an unattended fuel stop, but there was nowhere to park there. It was just not for truck parking. So the closest place I found after that was a Rudder's gas station, which was about 12 miles down the road. Now, I don't like driving that far. For one, it's a waste of fuel. It's a waste of time. It's just not what I wanted to do. However, I couldn't just keep driving around looking for truck stops. So I took a chance going to this Rudders. There were two other Rudders in that area that I could go to if this one was full. So I tried my luck and I was the only truck there. So I did get to pull in. I did get to rest there. I did get to start on my sermon there and that worked out well. Now, long story uh, short, as much as possible, there was an issue with that truck stop. Not necessarily the stop itself. It's a problem with Pennsylvania. And this is what I want to get into. Uh, so I guess there is no long story short. It's just going to be a long story. So here is what the issue was. Pennsylvania has enacted a rule 
that if you have a vehicle over, I believe it's over five tons, you are not to idle your engine. Now, that sounds like a great idea. You have people in these big cities who say, hey, people shouldn't just be idling their truck. You know, you're back there unloading. You shouldn't be idling your truck. Well, that's an argument you could make. If you are a truck driver and you have a 53-foot box truck and you are back on the dock waiting for somebody to unload your truck, then yes, idling the truck, we'll, we'll shut that down. That's fine. That makes sense. But if you're a driver, let's say you drive for U.S. Foods or Cisco Food Service or Gordon's or somebody like that, someone, maybe Pepsi or Coca-Cola, you have a step deck. Well, maybe you want the truck running so you have power for that step deck without having to use your battery power. There's, you know, there are times when idling the truck makes sense. I understand the idea of shutting the truck off when it's not necessary. But here's the thing. It was 35, 36 degrees that night. So I got the truck as warm as I could inside to where I could still get to sleep. I made it bearable. By 9 o'clock, I was in bed trying to get to sleep. And by 3.30 in the morning, I woke up to a truck that was probably 40 degrees inside. Now, my point is this. As a trucker, I am given a requirement that I must take 10 consecutive hours off in order to get my hours of service back online. So whenever I have used my 14-hour period of work duty time, whenever I have used my 11 hours of driving, whenever any of that happens, or if it's just a short day like it was on Monday, I have to take 10 consecutive hours off before I have time to drive again. Now, that being said, by the time I got done and got parked, it was roughly a 12-hour workday. Started at 4.30 in the morning, got done roughly at 4 to 4.30 in the evening. So, that's what happened. Now, here is my point. They give you 10 consecutive hours off so you can get 7 to 8 hours of sleep. Now, some people don't need that much. Some people need more. Some people need less. For me, six hours of sleep is not ideal. I would like to have closer to seven to seven and a half hours of sleep. Not just sleep, that needs to be uninterrupted sleep. And if I were to show you what my phone displays for that night, I did not sleep well. My heart rate was high. My uh, my sleep was not a steady sleep. It was not a sound, restful sleep. It was interrupted sleep. And that is the point that I'm trying to make, is whoever made up the law that you shouldn't idle the truck obviously has never spent the night in a vehicle like that. This truck that I have now is not like the Schneider trucks that I had before. There is no bunk heater in this rental vehicle. So the only way I can have heat in this vehicle is to idle the truck. Now, some trucks, such as this, such as my Schneider truck, they don't have a way to cool the vehicle. So in the summertime, it doesn't even have to be hot. Listen to me, because I'm going to make a point here. It doesn't even have to be hot outside for it to be unbearably hot inside the vehicle. Think about this for a second, if you will. You have a tractor trailer that you have driven 500 miles. 
let's just have some fun and say that you came across uh, Interstate 80 or Interstate 70. You've come across the Rocky Mountains. You have come over into Denver area and you're coming eastbound. You've gone through the mountains. You finally get over towards Denver and you shut down for the night. Now, if you will imagine it is, we'll just say it's 70 degrees outside. It's relatively cool. If your vehicle was under 70 degrees, out, if it's under 70 degrees outside, rather, with Schneider, the truck would not idle. The truck would idle for about five minutes, and then it would shut off. So if you wanted air conditioning, you would have to start the truck up again, turn the key off, start the truck up again, idle it for five minutes till it shuts off. You would have to keep doing that until you got it cooled down. Now, let's say you finally get the truck inside cooled down. Great. Here's the problem. You now have a drive line, an engine, transmission, rear ends that are hot. You have the underside of the truck that has been baking uh, in that high uh, temperature all day. You park on top of a pavement parking lot that has had the sun beating down on it all day. It might be 70 degrees, but that pavement might be 85, 90, 95. So all of this heat just radiates up into the truck and you'll shut down and you'll try and get your rest, but you'll wake up in an hour. You'll wake up in an hour and a half and it's back up to 85 inside the vehicle. And that's with the curtains drawn and the sun not getting inside the vehicle. So I say all that to say this, the people who make the laws and the rules regarding the idling of the truck should have to spend time inside the truck. I have a lot of respect for police, for the law enforcement officers, whether it be DOT, state police, county, city, it doesn't matter. I have respect for them all. However, if they are going home and they are sleeping in an air-conditioned room, sleeping in a heated room, driving in a vehicle that's heated, and sitting in a parking lot with that vehicle idling so that they have heat or air conditioning, how is that fair that they are allowed to have it, but I am not? Now, there are people who say that as a truck driver, it's your job to stay alert, to be well-rested, things of that sort. How can you be well-rested when you can't get heat or air conditioner, uh, heat or air conditioning in a vehicle? So I'm not going to beat that horse much longer. I just wanted to make the point that, yes, there are things you can do. There are generator packs which offer heat and air conditioning. But the problem with those, you have a tractor trailer. Um, the engine in this truck might need the oil changed every, we'll say, 20,000 miles. But the time that the oil change needs to happen on that generator falls in between of the oil changes. So are you going to take time out of your work week to stop in between of loads so that you can get the oil changed in the generator? It's nice to have, but those are things you have to look at. And 20,000 miles goes really fast in a tractor trailer. When you're doing five, 600 miles a day, it doesn't take long to rack up those miles. But you don't want to be parked for any longer than you can or have to be. So, anyway, that is how this week has gone so far. I will say this. I finally got the load first thing on Tuesday morning. But here is the issue. I got loaded, got strapped down, chained down rather, and was ready to head up the road. But the receiver cannot receive until Thursday morning. 
So I essentially had two days to drive 450 miles. I am now within 20 miles of my destination and will deliver in the morning. But I just thought it was kind of comical that, you know, we're out here trying to work. We're trying to make money, trying to to get things done. And unfortunately, these companies are shut down for the day. So not making any money today. That's just kind of how it is. But, you know, that's part of the job. It's okay. And it gave me time to finish my rough draft for my sermon for this trip that I'm going on. So, anyway, guys, I just wanted to reach out and talk to you about that today. Sorry I talked your ear off, and I hope that uh, you understand where I'm coming from. It's not a matter of just complaining for the sake of complaining. It's just because I'd like people to think a little bit before they make decisions. I wish those legislators that we have in Congress and all these other bureaucracies, I just wish that they would give a moment's thought. And as I say that, let me say one more thing, because I'm not sure if I've made this point before or not, but even if I have, I'd like to make it again. So I told you about the 14-hour law. You have 14 hours to do your work. When you start at 4.30 in the morning, by 6.30 at night, you have to be off the road. You cannot drive anymore after that time. You have an 11-hour work day. You can drive 11 hours in a 14-hour period. That is it. Once that 11 hours is up, you are supposed to be done driving. You can still be on duty. You can be on duty for 20 more hours. It doesn't matter, but you cannot drive. Also, every 8 hours, you need to take a half an hour break. So if you work from 8.30 and you work all the way up until it's 12.30, then you have to take a 30-minute break, and then you'll get the rest of your hours back. So then at 1 o'clock, you could work until 6.30. That's how the rules are. There is one rule that the oil field is allowed to take. It's called an oil field exemption. And this should be added to over-the-road truck drivers. There is not one reason on this earth why they couldn't do this and why they shouldn't do it. It should be in place today. It should have been given to everybody, not just oil field workers. That oil field exemption, what that does is it allows people in the oil field, if you get to the job site, and I worked on the oil field, I worked uh, in the oil and gas fields rather, so I know what it's for. That exemption allows you, if you get to the job site, and let's say that uh, perforators are stuck in the hole, so you can't rig in the frack pump, you can't rig in the blenders and the chem ad and everything else, you are just waiting. So they tell you to go to your sleeper and wait. What that does is it allows you to add however much time is on that off-duty well site to your 14-hour workday. So essentially, if you start your workday at 2 in the morning, get to the job site at 7, which was you know kind of how it used to be, and they tell you to shut down, well, from 7 o'clock till 9, we'll say, then that means that instead of having a 14-hour workday, you could have a 16-hour workday. So if you started at 2, now you can work until 6 p.m. and still be legal. There is no reason under the sun why that could not be given to truck drivers for those who are over-the-road drivers. Let's say that you're out here, you're in New York, you started driving at 7 in the morning, and by 9 in the morning you start to feel queasy. You get dizzy, lightheaded, whatever. You decide to pull over and sleep in your bunk for 7 hours, we'll say. So... From 9 o'clock to 7, that would put it at 4 in the afternoon. Well, you started at 7 in the morning. 
that means you only have till nine. So now you only have five hours left on your workday that you can drive. But wait, you only worked two. Now you only have five hours left. How is that fair? Well, because your 14 hour period is still uh, ticking. What should have happened, what could have happened is if you could have added all that time from nine o'clock until four in the afternoon, that would be another seven hours you could add to your workday. Now, I'm not saying that you would want to add those seven hours on. You might not want to work that late at night. But how is it not fair for the driver to make the decision what is best for them? Perhaps I'm going into a big city. Perhaps I'm going into Chicago, uh, Denver. I'm going into Jacksonville, wherever it might be, Atlanta, Georgia. Maybe I don't want to go through town at 7 in the morning. Maybe I don't want to go through town at 5 or 6 at night. Maybe I want to go at a different time. Why not allow the driver to take time, I'm not saying to take advantage of it, but to take time to rest so that they can drive when they are prepared, when they are safe to drive, and when the traffic is best for them to get them through as safely and as efficiently as possible. That is just, those are my two cents this evening. Like I said, this turned out to be a little longer than usual, but once again, I just appreciate you sticking around with me. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or there's something you want me to talk about, let me know. I'd really like to try and make this beneficial for everyone involved. And um, and give me a, shoot me a message or send me a text. Let me know what you thought. I'd really like to hear from you. Until then, I'll talk to you all later, and we'll see you. Take care.